How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Liberty After Dark. I am your host, Christian Moore, and today we're going to be talking about the non-aggression principle. Hello, all of the live stream peoples. Thank you for coming out once again. You guys have actually been here for a minute. We've been talking about some new stuff in the background. Um, before we started off this whole major live portion of the show, but uh, it's, it's always good fun having everybody out. So I am 100% okay with that. Um, I think the best place to start off with all of this is literally a level one, which is what even is the non-aggression principle? What is, what is it? What does it mean when you say, uh, don't, don't, you know, don't violate my nap. What are we talking about? What does that mean? Well, you would assume that it is pretty self-explanatory, right? You would assume that it's almost an intuitive concept, but almost is the key word there. Because there are nuances to the terms of the non-aggression principle that makes it to where some people don't quite fully grasp what all it encompasses and what it does not encompass, how it can be used. So we're going to be talking about stuff like that today. And we're going to use a couple of scenarios I've crafted to give his examples. Uh, we're also going to give scenarios from the chat. Uh, and I'll be dissecting those and looking at how to approach them. And really, I feel like we use these hypothetical nap scenarios because they are honestly effective of giving you terms by which you can understand how the non-aggression principle is implemented in the ev everyday life. So, so sorry, I was reading the chat real quick. What is the non-aggression principle? It is a fundamental, it is the fundamental law, right? You have natural rights you have a fundamental law, and it is the non-aggression principle. You do not have to follow this. It is not a rigid, something that you are compelled to, but it is, it, is in, it is in itself, you could argue that it is almost in itself a right, in that every non-violent human being with natural rights is to an extent obligated to be treated under the terms of the non-aggression principle, which is why the non-aggression principle is more of just like putting into words how you maintain your rights. So whenever you build up this idea of the non-aggression principle, we really need to start on, on why it's important to have it. Um, so the non-aggression principle protects our rights, right? So we have the right to life, we have the right to liberty, and we have the right to property, right? Those are the, the all of it. That's, that's the three. That's literally it. Everything that you could ever want to protect in your life falls into those three things. Um, you also have the right to protect other people's lives, liberties, and properties if they're unable to do so. So say you have children, say you have a spouse, a friend who's being murdered by, you know, uh, Chucky or something. You know, you have every right to defend them for that. And the non-aggression principle is just a tool by which we frame the defense of those things, whether they are justifiable, because you can't murder someone on the sidewalk and say, oh, this was just me defending my liberty to walk on the sidewalk unimpeded. That's because that's obviously wrong. So <laughs> um, the nap is a tool by which we can frame these these discussions. Uh, there are multiple different written sources of it out there. I didn't pull any of them up because I don't. I don't like the idea that there are multiple written sources. What should happen is that a think tank could get together and they should come up with terms that are acceptable. And then if I like that one, I will then spread it. But there, there are too many of them out there. There's the one that the Libertarian Party uses that's like a loose conglomeration of ideas that encompass the NAP, which isn't bad. If you want to read that, it's out there. All of these are out there. But there is something definitely worth considering in the fact that there is such a multitude of written versions of the non-aggression principle. And some of these are extremely, extremely detailed. Um, there's one that I found that was like 20 something pages, which I, d I really don't think is necessary for the non-aggression principle. They went into a lot of, a lot of detail, which I think could just be covered in a few sentences with some nuance, but um, I think that's one of those uh, CYA things. So there is 
a little bit more to unpack when we're talking about this and the fact that the nap is not something that you're necessarily compelled to uphold. So if, for example, your rights are being violated or someone else's rights are being violated and you are present in the situation, um, it's not, again, some kind of universal force that you must act upon. Ethically speaking, if you want to remain consistent with the nap, you should to help maintain its proliferance throughout society. But nothing, no one's holding a gun to your head saying, you must defend this person. You must defend yourself, honestly. If you're a pacifist, you don't believe in using aggression in any situation. There's nothing saying that you have to. Uh, it's completely up to your discretion. And I think the final thing to know about the nap, and this is something that people also don't quite understand, is that the nap calls for a measurable and appropriate response, which minimizes the impact on the other person's rights. So you say, well, why do I care about the other person's rights? They violated my nap. Well, what if their nap violation was taking a potato chip from your chip bag without your consent? Technically, they took a piece of your property. That's a nap violation. If they took it without your consent, it is. Now, do you get to pull out your AA-12 fully automatic shotgun with, with grenade rounds and start blowing people away? That's not, that's not how this works. You get to use a measured, appropriate response. So maybe a measured and appropriate response would be, hey, don't take my chips or give me a chip, you know? <laughs> Or maybe smack their hand the next time they try to take a chip. These are all appropriate responses. Murdering the person over your crispy Lay's potato chip is not an appropriate response. So I hope we're all clear on that. There are such things as going too far. For example, um, just to use an in-world... I know we're already getting into the examples. But just to give you an idea, there was we talked about this a couple shows ago. There was that man who, let, who uh, shot the... Uh, or, sorry, shot in the direction of a teenage girl and her puppy because the puppy walked onto his lawn uh, on the edge there. And so he, he fired off a what he called a warning shot about three feet from the girl and the dog uh, into his yard. And, you know, was he, was he nap compliant to defend his property rights? Sure. But you're, you're crazy if you think that that's a measured and appropriate response firing at a teenage girl and her puppy no sorry you're never gonna see me defend that if i ever see you in my community up on some sort of stand for defending your nap in that manner i'm not gonna support you so you, you remember you should always be looking to use the minimum amount of force this is a we are our goal this is the non-aggression principle non-aggression okay this is not the use as much aggression as you want principle this is this is like baseline stuff here. We we should be we should be looking to de-escalate as much as possible. Um, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth thing was a good example of common law. Basically, it means you can't use excessive force. Pretty much, right? So you can most of the time you can only go as far as the other person has. Now there are examples that I will bring up later that definitely might allude to not necessarily analogous things leading to say something like a, a death sentence by your hand or something like that. So, um, and how all of this would work in like a criminal justice setting, which we'll talk about because there will be courts in Ankapistan. So we'll talk about that in a second too. But, um, yeah. So whenever you look at compartmentalizing what the nap is and what the nap isn't, the nap is not, a free reign to do whatever you want the second your nap is violated. The nap is a useful tool to appropriately defend yourself to... And, and remember, you're not necessarily defending yourself against whoever violated your nap whenever you're citing, oh, well, it was a nap violation, blah, blah, blah. You know, you this is something that you would use in the case of your community. Like, why did you shoot Billy? Well, he violated my nap this way, this way, that way. These are my arguments, and this is why I did it. And everybody goes, oh, okay, well, I guess he shot Billy and walks away. It's kind of like, why did you shoot this man? I shot him in self-defense. You know, I mean, 
it's the same idea. You're just using a, a principle instead of just like a, a simple idea, even though they're technically the same thing. One of them is just U.S. law. The other one is is this idea of a of a common or a fundamental law, which I, I like the term fundamental law because I feel like that makes it what it is, which is more more uh, baseline in the idea that it is it is something that proliferates through all people. So there is definitely something to say about those who are willing to overstep the lines of the nap while understanding what the you'll hear this one all the time you will hear this one all the time i you know this this that and the other nap is blah, blah, blah. somebody touches my kids like man handles my children i'm gonna kill them now i'm not saying that that's an i personally believe that that's an inappropriate response and you may disagree with this statement but removing all subjectivity from this, um, unless if, if, if all, literally all they did was just grab your child, which is how this conversation the last time I had it was framed, and that was as far as the nap violation went, um, that's not necessarily murder-worthy if they weren't trying to, like, abduct them or something like that. Natural rights do not necessarily equal fundamental law in what, what I would term it. So I'm kind of freehand philosophizing at the minute here. So um, I don't think I've ever used the term fundamental law out loud, but I, 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 like, the way, I like the way it works cognitively. I like, I like the way it makes my neurons fire. But so na I, I talked about this just a little bit, but I'll go back just for like two seconds. This fundamental law of the non-aggression principle exists in tandem with your natural rights, which is your right to life liberty and property. Those are the only three rights that you have. Everything else is fake. Those are the only three rights that you can, you can prove through cognitive of sparring that actually exist. And that's all you need too. every right that you have today is some combination of those three. So this, this fundamental law that would be the non-aggression principle is just a tool by which to frame the defense of these three rights that you have. So there is back to back to kind of where i was though there there's there are people who understand what the non-aggression principle is and violate the terms of it anyways there's definitely nothing that you can do to stop them right there's no like we're not going to put like a, a conscious nap violators law in effect but you will most likely be punished by either you or your community so you know someone takes your chip you know what the nap is and then you just kill them anyways and you can't you can't you can't use the nap as a defense and you, honestly you could make the claim like i know the nap and i just violated it anyways but then you will be subjected to whatever terms are established most likely you'll you'll be expunged from the community at the least uh ex or not excommunicated exiled <laughs> it's not a church but have you read The Law by Frederick uh, Bassiet? No, I have not. I need to, though. But there's a lot of things I need to read, and I've been reading as much as I can. All right. So let's look at how... So some of these examples are pretty esoteric, right? These are things like how, um, how you know, murder, or, or someone breaks into your home, or someone, you know, tries to abduct your children or you know a lot of these are very esoteric one in a million one in a trillion situations and i understand why people may want to be aware of how to address them but they're not exactly what i would consider pertinent to most people's lives so how does the nap affect someone who lives every day right well first off it means that most people uh most people's lives won't change at all and that's kind of the beautiful thing about it so whether you realize it or not, a lot of a lot of U.S. what what most people would call like the common sense laws, like don't rape, don't murder, don't steal. Those are all things that are protected under the non-aggression principle because they all come off of the defense of the three rights I was talking about earlier. Um, now, once you start adding on to stuff like that, uh, that's a problem. So, a great example is like. And this is, again, this isn't necessarily pertain to every individual, but when, when a police officer tries to solicit someone for money for something that is inherently not an aggressive act and they act in defiance, they are 100% pitting themselves up against 
the most uh, <laughs> uh, oppressive and powerful system in the world, most likely. Um, and they will not succeed, but they are completely nap justified in refusing to comply. Having resources extracted from you because your taillight went out a block ago is a nap violation. That is not extracted, extorted from you um, with threats of violence. And so these are examples of where you can start seeing when most, most of us as libertarians or anarchists, whichever term you prefer, whatever your flavor of ice cream is, the, we, most of us have, have come to this realization. So this, these are easy ones to see, right? And there are ways that we can approach dealing with that in the system. Like Siren says, nullify. Jury nullification is an, and it's, it's an important part of why we have a jury of your peers. Um, but that can't save everybody. It won't save everybody, right? Um, so what do you, you know, I got this question in an email the, after I did my whole cop rant for like an hour basically and someone was like well what do you think about all these people who uh you know go out and like kill police officers and i would never ask i would never i i'm just not the kind of person you know you can call me whatever name you want i'm, I'm just not the kind of person to support indiscriminate murder um but there was a guy in houston who killed a cop in what was pretty much self-defense by if it was anybody else it would have been self-defense and he's gonna go to jail for a long time for it um but i mean i just i have to be honest like i mean that was the, the cop was in the wrong the man was in the right he shouldn't be in jail and he did nothing wrong he did exactly what he needed to in the confines of the nap so this is when it starts getting to these situations where the nap is not it's, it's not as easy as saying the NAP represents U.S. common law it, or uh, U.S. law. It doesn't. There are situations where they differ, especially when it comes to interactions with the state. Interactions with your fellow man in a lot of cases, unless there's a lot of nuance to the situation, we'll put it that way, are, are typically the same, you know? Uh, except for th more things would be tolerated, like beating the crap out of somebody for stealing your stuff would be legal. And you could say, well, this is, you know, those are marks of an uncivilized society. I don't know if you guys have ever seen someone get the tar beat out of them for stealing something, but they usually don't steal anymore. I'm just saying. I, I you know, just throwing that one out there. So, um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. Um, I, I will say one more thing before we start going into the hypotheticals. There's, it's very pertinent to understand that a lot of people who are in the Libertarian Party, um, Troy says, what is your position on a duo? I don't quite understand what you mean there. Um, the, the Libertarian Party makes you sign the non-aggression principle whenever you join it. Now, this is not a legally binding contract. This is not anything that like actually keeps anything up in... You know, it, it, there's no, it's not like you can be sued for not following the nap in whatever esoteric term. It's just, it's a symbol of you committing to the non-aggression principle. And some people have issue with the specific wording of the non-aggression principle that the Libertarian Party uses. However, I don't think that there's anything wrong, like glaringly wrong with whatever they're doing. So, all right, we're already getting into the good stuff. Um... Let's go ahead and we'll, we'll start with the first one on my list. Uh, Christian, what is your opinion on a DUI? So what is, you know, the non-aggression principle, non-aggression principle, is it the preventative action principle? Is it the minimize harm or potential harm principle? Is it the um, make the community safer principle? No, it is none of these. It is the non-aggression principle. So having two beers, getting in your car, driving to Walmart to get another case, coming back home, doing nothing wrong is a DUI. Is it an act of aggression? No. Did you hurt anybody? No. Did you violate any of the three rights for any human being out there? Life, liberty, property. Did you violate any of those things? No. Then you can't punish someone for drinking and driving. You can't do it. 
It's there's no ethically consistent position unless your position is we have to promote the general welfare and you know safety of the community, which at that point you can justify pretty much anything. We got to ban bottle rockets. We got to ban glass bottles, glass in general. You might cut yourself. Got a safety. You know someone died. Uh, you got to you know like lawnmowers gone. They throw rocks could kill somebody. You could literally do you you can that that is a problem with that line of logic. Is that you can take it as far as you fucking want. There's no end in sight. There's no rigidity to it. If anybody has ever been hurt by vending machines, it killed like six people last year or five people, whatever it was. You got to ban all the vending machines. Got it. Safety of the community, guys. Can't have vending machines. Sorry. It's the, literally the same argument with DUIs. Now, what, can you argue that? You are more likely to get into a wreck if you drink and drive. A hundred percent. Do not drink and drive. I will I'm super. It is not an ab violation. Don't fucking do it. Please. For love of God. I like most of you here. <laughs> do not drink and drive. Vending machines are evil. Like or Mike Obama said. <laughs> like Obama said, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, so... Do, do not drink and drive. It's not an app violation. If you absolutely have to, like there are no other options. Like I must have I drink alcohol. I must drive. Then do what you got to do. You know, you're an adult. You can make your own choices. That's where I just have to say, like, I hope it's worth it. Because if you hurt somebody, that's a huge nap violation. And you bet your bottom dollar that your negligence in drinking alcohol is going to be taken into effect if you hurt somebody. If you didn't, no, nobody's worse for wear. Nobody cares. Nobody should care. Nothing happened. That's the issue. DUIs punish something that didn't happen. Um, okay. Oh, Mike Obama. I like that. All right. Where is... There was another one. I'm going to scroll up a little bit. You guys are commenting too fast. DUI. Uh, defamation. So this is where you start getting into more of the nuance, right? Is is defamation a nap violation? Life, liberty, property, okay? So there's there's an argument that property rights, but it's not. It's, well, okay, so if someone were to intentionally devalue your property, like your home, that is a violation of your property rights. So this is usually where this goes, right? If someone were to defame you to the extent that it devalued whatever you were doing. So say like you sold snake oil and someone said your snake oil is horse shit. Um, and that reduced the value of your snake oil. You could claim property rights there. Um, but I'll be completely honest with you. I have a very difficult time setting up things like uh, anti-defamation, slander, libel laws, only because most time, most of the time that slander, libel, and anti-defamation laws were put into place were during times of war, uh, were during times of massive, 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 like in the 1920s when we had this government-sponsored monopolization of, of the entire U.S., lots of anti-slander, anti-libel stuff was being put then because... People would say like, oh, these companies are like, you know, serving their employees rancid meat. And then the companies would be like, this is slander, or, you know, or sorry, this is libel because it was in a print. And so, yeah, it's definitely, it's a touchier subject than like, is a DUI. DUI is really straightforward. Slander, libel, defamation, those are, those kind of things are slightly touchier, but I feel like it's, it's the same thing. This is the non-aggression principle, not the you hurt my feelings principle. So, all right. Um, do, 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 do defamation, libel, slander. There it is. The minimized potential harm. Yeah. It gets minority report stuff. Okay. Vending machine. Okay. Um, as, uh, ask about what about doxing? Um, so doxing, <clears throat> there's a Liberty case to be made there, depending on how far they go. Um, there's a, there's, this is one I actually haven't thought about too much, honestly. I just kind of don't support doxing off of principle because I feel like it's, you know, especially most of the time people dox like kids, you know, basically like teenagers and there's, nah. um, I, I don't even really support the idea of doxing commies. Um, 
<laughs> it's more pertinent to keep that information. Uh, <laughs> the first off, not much is gained by it. Second off, you look like a jackass. But the actual nap answer to doxing. Well, let's look at it. Let's break it down. Because like I said, I haven't put much thought into this. So we have life, liberty, property. Your, your life is not directly threatened, so it's not a life. None of your property is damaged, harmed, or anything like that. Unless your identity as like a celebrity could be... No, I don't care about that. Your physical property, anything like that, is not being devalued. So second... You have the liberty aspect, which I think is the most likely because doxing usually means you're fired by your employer, sometimes over like false statements to things that never happened. Um, it's, uh, it's not a great time. Um, I think first off you have, I, so kind of built into, uh, all three of these you have uh, you do have a right to privacy which is a bit of a an interesting web to weave whenever you start attempting to argue it but through basically through your if if you have made it publicly aware that you are not interested in living an open forumed lifestyle and someone were to then spread your information out there because some people do want to live as private as a life as possible and there's nothing wrong with that. They shouldn't be punished with that. So, like, let's say someone decided that they wanted to live one of these lives. Like, hey, guys, like, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play pretty close to the chest. I'm going to use an alt on social media or whatever. Now, granted, they probably have most of your information. But someone doxes you, right? You said, man, these liberal cucks, whatever, you, you know, were on your Trump fanboy page and someone doxes you. And there's... There's a lot of, 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 there's a big liberty case to be made there that there's, there was, first off, there was no reason for them to do that. So, and if people start threatening you at that point, there, there's a life case for taking any threat that might be seen as like potentially credible as, as a nap violation. So I think it's more the products of the doxing. I think if someone just puts your information out there and nothing happens to you, I don't know, but if someone puts your information out there and then it leads to, you know, an angry mob of people surrounding your home, uh, that's going to affect property values. If it leads to, you know, constant harassment and abuse by people, these then not only should the person who distributed the information be held responsible, but all of the people involved in that held responsible. Um, let's see here. They collect and release to the public is a huge nap. Um, like your, you know, your address and all the stuff that they have registered to you on file. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's an argument to be made there again. I don't, I don't know if it just existing is a nap violation. I think that's a bit of a hard case to make. I I'm trying to figure out where like just my address existing on the internet affects my life, liberty, property. There's no direct threat to me. There's not, I mean, it is somewhere on there. I guarantee you my address is on some server with my name attached to it. Probably with my social security number attached to it. All on the same thing. It's probably out there somewhere. Some Chinese hacker has it. It's just how it is. This is a world that we live in. But let's see. Um, yeah. So it's funny that you say this, Ariane. You, you bring up the whole, like, you, you talk about the Anti-Defamation League. And these people are, they don't even, I don't even think they understand what the word defamation actually means. Because the Anti-Defamation League has become the Pr Protect Sensibilities League, which is not what or a defamation is. See, the TSA is a NAP violation. So if we're going to say that the TSA is a NAP violation, then is someone setting up a camera that records their lawn, but also records your home in the background, a NAP violation? That's not the objective of their camera. But say, like, your neighbor's across the street, your front... Your front, the front of your, like your driveway gets recorded by their grass growing camera. Is, this a, is that an app violation? I think TSA, uh, the TSA is violating airlines nap. I can choose to, or not to fly. They're having a direct restriction on their business without choice. Yeah. The TSA is, people forget that. People think this is the airline companies. So, um, 
the TSA is a government-sponsored program, so. But yes, yeah, the idea that, that you, a person who has done nothing wrong, uh, should be subjected to that kind of uh, scrutiny, there's, there's no justification for it. And again, this is the preventative harm sort of mentality. How can we minimize the chance of you having a bomb in your butt? Uh, that's, that's basically what they're doing. And so whenever you, again, just like every other thing that I just talked about, just like with DUIs, there isn't a tenable way for you to, to run this unless you run it straight into the dirt. At some point you just have to say, well, that's not that dangerous. And then you're just drawing an arbitrary line. It's like, oh, well do seven deaths a year not matter as much as 12 deaths a year do 12 not as much as matter as much as 24 i mean there's so many bleeding heart stories and those six people that got crushed by vending machines you're just gonna have to start making them out of styrofoam and then when people break into them you know it's just the price we pay to live in a civilized society so just yeah tsa team sexual assault yep i just totally butchered that team sexual assault there we go Eventually, we will have uh, the real ID. You think? Okay, so Troy, you think that we're going to go to a national identification system? Where's the market response? It's illegal. You you cannot fly a commercial airliner without TSA screening and security first. You cannot do it because the government says you. I got to protect you, and if you choose not to take my protections. Looks like you get to take a taxi cab or a bus or a train. If trains Do trains even still run from east to west coast? But yeah, you want to fly from New York to LA, you either got to take a bus, drive, or go through the TSA. Or I guess train. If, if a train still runs from, from New York to, to LA. I doubt it does. I know there are some that run up the east coast. But that's as far as I'm aware, those are like some of the last operating transit trains in America. Which is crazy, because so much of the rest of the world is covered in, in rails. Covered in it. I mean, we are too, but we use them for, like, freight shipping. They use most of theirs for actual people transportation. Or a little bit of both. So. Oh, New Hampshire. Okay, in New Hampshire, you have to have the real ID by 2020. When I go to renew my license, I have to have the real ID. Wait, isn't New Hampshire's saying live free or die or something like that? Isn't that where, like, the Free State Project's going on? Or one of them, I suppose? Isn't that where, like, the big one is? I don't know. That sounded a little statist. And by a little statist, I mean big statist. I mean, I have a passport, too, which is also statist and, and horribly... <laughs> you cannot leave here. Why? Because you don't have the piece of paper I like. Yeah, okay, bud. That's basically where I stand on that issue. There's not much, there, there's really not much to look in it. I mean, a government basically compelling you to do anything for the reason of because we voted on it is a NAB violation, uh, especially when it comes out of your money. It's a waste of your tax dollars. So like the most moot tax argument you can make essentially comes down to the fact that like you are allotted a certain percentage or a certain amount of government kickback basically i can't think of the right word that i'm looking for but it's supposed to trickle down to you right so let's say you paid let's just pretend you paid like two thousand or four thousand or six thousand dollars in taxes or whatever you paid you should be getting a one-to-one -one in services rendered or goods produced back for that that is literally like the most like maybe taxes are okay which they're not because it's not how it works but that's like the most moot level we can make taxes work argument I've ever heard in my life and it still sucks, but let's just roll off of that for a second. <laughs> There's a huge Liberty movement here, but the statists are out of control. Well, look, all you need to do is just, you know, build the wall. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. We have 220 representatives, which is the most of any state. Good Lord. And it's fairly easy getting to state gov, but good luck with the good old boys club. Um, you just use a club. Okay, so this is this is a good time to talk about the big igloo, right? So, is the big igloo supported in the nap right now? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think anybody is anybody who understands the nap would say no. Um which is not a surprise cuz taxation is theft and theft is a nap violation. What's the igloo? The big igloo? Um that's just what people have been saying instead of boogaloo to try to keep themselves off of the social media scan so that the guns don't get taken away. Um if it comes down to that, it's too late anyways, so I don't even care. Um, <laughs> again, you know, I talked about this yesterday or a uh, last show. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the idea of a big igloo. However, I think, um, there's, you know, j just taxation alone is, is pretty much as far as you need to go to justify it. But then you start looking at everything else that the government does to you and subjects you to, um, it's, if this was an individual or a corporation, they literally all would have been dealt with a long time ago. Uh, but they're not, so they get away with more, and they've got really good propaganda. So, yeah, transitarian. I don't know if we'll make it. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm every time someone gets up there and is like, "Yeah, we're about to like every." When Donnie T was like, "Yeah, I'm in a room right now drafting up some some bipartisan red flag laws." Like every step we go in that direction is a step further away from the goal, and each step we take is it just makes the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit dimmer and uh eventually we're gonna get to the point i mean texas has no income tax too but it's a status as hell i mean the property tax there is just out of control so stupid if you rent in texas it's a great state to live in it's awesome fantastic because a lot of the costs are deferred for people who like own apartment complexes and stuff like that so Property tax is dumb. That's so dumb. Property tax is a NAP violation. It's all a NAP violation. Everything the state touches is a NAP violation. I know I sound like I've got my crazy Bernie Sanders hands on, knife handing you guys. Everything the state does is a NAP violation. You can't, like, I don't care if they feed kittens. Somewhere along the line, feeding that kittens resulted in a NAP violation. Or was brought about by a nap violation. Because where did they get the money for the food to feed the kittens? They stole it from somebody. Government's evil, guys. <laughs> I don't know if any... I mean, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir in this live stream, honestly. But, like, if, if anybody's listening to this in post and isn't aware of this, like, gov government's not your friend. They're not. <sighs> I see freedom as a candy bar. If someone takes a bite, you're never going to get that part back. And after enough bites, you no longer have a chocolate bar. Yeah. Basically, um, I try to stay really positive. I think that there's always a path to a freer society. I really do. Peaceful. I think there's a peaceful path to a freer society. Um, and a lot of people are doing their parts to make that happen. And I will say... From when I was first turned on to libertarianism into now, there is definitely been some changes for the good. Um, I think a lot more people are starting to get involved with libertarianism than even we understand. And small L, libertarianism as well. A lot of people aren't interested in the party, and that's fine by me as far as I'm concerned. I just want educated people out there. But we have... A serious situation here if things don't change and look I'm not gonna you know I don't want anybody to get hurt I really don't so it's very unfortunate but if if it comes down to that and your nap is being violated the line is crossed and you have to defend your liberties defend your liberties who knows you could be the spark that sets it all off I'm not advocating for anybody to do anything outside of the nap or to attack anybody without any threat or anything like that. The non-aggression principle. But if you have to defend your liberties, defend your liberties. If there is no option, if it is between that and, and you being either killed or your rights taken away, defend your rights. Defend your freedoms. Defending freedoms and liberty is the police and military job. And that is exactly what someone would say. Oh, man. Those cops. I know. I know. I know it's sarcasm. I know. But that is exactly the response you get.
It's like, look, man, listen, we have to throw all of those pot smokers in jail to protect your freedoms. I'll take brotherhood over violence any day. Yeah, me too. I would too. I would love to just like come up and give one of these guys a hug and be like, stop. And they'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. But that's not how the world works. So yeah, I'm not going to be none of that. I'm trying to get a boat. LOL. I'm not dying over two acres. Yeah, see? Yeah, get on a boat, sail away. That's a way better option, honestly, man. That's a way better option. You know, a lot of people are amped up for it. I mean, everybody's cool until they get shot. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, anybody have any other hypotheticals or anything that they want me to go over before we start wrapping up? Um, I think this was a little bit shorter. I think we're just under probably about 40 minutes of talking about the nap, um, but that's okay. I think we talked about a lot of good things today it doesn't have it doesn't have to be a long show i just need to get the, the the message out there and then we're good um there was less of me ranting in this episode than there was in the last one which is why it's a little bit shorter okay we'll start with sirens since that's the last one a peaceful revolution is coming a revolution which will be peaceful if we are wise enough compassionate if we care enough successful if we are fortunate enough but a revolution which is coming whether we will it or not its character we cannot alter its inevitability i think it's i find that since i understand the nap i have a hard time proposing hypotheticals yeah i mean that's fair i mean most people feel that way who i, th I think people overcomplicate the nap or try to oversimplify it as funny as that is it's it's a medium once you know what the nap is it's really not that hard you could if you ever find yourself in a situation and most of these things unfortunately you have to be very pop fly about Oh, I'll get to that children thing in just a second. But if you ever find yourself in a situation, do literally just what I did. If you can sit down and think about it. Think about, okay, well, we got your three rights. Life, liberty, property, okay? Are any of these three things being affected? No, it's not an ab violation. Yes? Okay, which one? Uh, life. Okay, my, my life is being, is being threatened. Are you going to die? Is it going to negatively impact the quality of your life? And those are the things that you use, like that part, when you start assessing what the impact on that right is, is when you start being able to determine what a justifiable response is. So also, how does it apply with mentally challenged people? So we talked about this in the free will episode, right? Um, if, if someone who's mentally challenged tries to murder you, defend your life. Sorry, okay, it, it's, this is not, this is nothing against that person. This is you protecting your rights, right? This is what the nap is. The nap is you-centric. The nap cares about you. The nap really doesn't care about the other person other than what they're doing. And it, it doesn't even really care about them. It says, are your rights being violated? Not, is he violating your rights? Are your rights being violated? Okay, use the nap. Um, so it doesn't, you know, and, and I mean a lot of people do oh you could you know but like say a kid has a gun if it's like a 10 12 14 year old kid with a gun it starts shooting at me i'm sorry i mean like i'm not gonna take that chance i want to live he made his choice you know i mean whether it was a cognitively dissonant child or whatever i mean the nap is pretty clear the second those bullets start flying everything else is out the window that is like one of the highest the threat the immediate threat of impending death is one of the highest things on your priority list. So I think children qualify as a stewardship of sorts. You're responsible for any harm that comes of them. Yeah. So people classify them in like a second tier of property. Basically they're like in between independent agents in the free world. Um, Siren says, try to wing them. I'm not going to take that risk. I'll be completely honest with you. You can try if you want. I am not going to take that risk. If I'm about to be murdered, I don't really care what, I mean, unless it's like someone who did it on accident, that's one thing, but no, no. If it's like a school shooter, you think I'm going to care that he's 14? No, I don't, I don't care. I'm putting him in the dirt if I can, or I'm running because removing yourself from the situation is just as viable as defending yourself. Both of them promote you living another day. So, and you may not like that. But that's a completely nap compliant answer. You may not like that answer. It may not fit your worldview, but it is completely nap compliant. So that's, you know, now it, it gets a little bit harder when it's like, 
you know, don't hug me. And it's like, oh, well, you know, doesn't really understand personal space or something like that. Or, you know, like these little things, like obviously measured response, then you can start assessing situations. But when it comes to these like really high things, like, uh, yeah, they're trying to burn your house down. Like, you know, I mean, you have to do what you have to do. Like, so it only matters to, to a point and then it stops mattering. But back to the whole children being property thing. Um, well, yeah, of course, sirens. And I didn't, you know, I didn't say a child brandishing a gun. If a five-year-old picks up like one of my guns, because I've, I'm an irresponsible parent and don't keep my weapons away from my children, I'm not going to like turn the corner of my home and be like, Oh my God, the kid's got to go. That's not how this works. But if, yeah, if someone's brandishing a weapon with intent to harm, I, I don't black, white, Latino seven. I don't care. I'm living. I am living. I'm walking away from this place alive. If I have any say in it now, I got a decent chance. I might die, but you know, I mean, Hey, anything's possible. Plus, you're also responsible for the safety of your child. So if it's your own child and you shot them, like, hmm. <laughs> wow, you sound like an Anakin supporter. The younglings were a threat, okay? The younglings were a threat to order in the cosmos. No. Uh, definitely a nap violation, by the way. Anakin slaughtering those kids for a very, very big nap violation. Man, I don't care if he cried, okay? He still did it. Right. If I cry while I murder, stab you. Yeah, it goes back to reasonable force. Justifiable, measurable response. Consult the nap if you're not sure. If you're not sure, don't do it. But the sand people kidnapped his mom. I don't think he was wrong for slaughtering the sand people. I think it was kind of over the top. Okay? Maybe not all of the sand people, but... uh the sand people responsible for kidnapping and murdering his mom? Yeah, the, then... So spitballing here, what about driving with a suspended license? Does that violate the NAP? Not saying that's happening. Curious. Does having a driver's license make you a better driver? No. Does not having a driver's license mean you are magnetized and going to immediately kill someone on the road? No. The licenses are just another way of extorting money from the... The government extorting money from you. Yeah, okay, see, so he brings up the point of, like, the women and children of the sand people in the Star Wars movie. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, okay, never mind, that's a little far. But, you know, probably the specific raiding party that picked up his mom and led to her death, I could I could see that happening, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, back to just driving on a suspended license. Um, making you have a license to drive is a nap violation. Driving on a suspended license is not a nap violation. Can we do an episode on non-political philosophy? I think there are important tie-ins. Um, that's not really my forte, honestly. I mean, I've, I'm pretty... <laughs> I've been made fun of for this in, in other circles, but I've, I've pretty much said the, the only philosophy I care about of yours is your political philosophy. Whatever your personal philosophy is, is, is 100% up to you. Uh, and you can do whatever you want with that. The only thing I care about is your political philosophy because that's the one that impacts me. Your personal philosophy, you could be Buddhist, you could be, I don't care what you are. You could be a nihilist, existential nihilist, you could be any color of the rainbow, pragmatist, whatever. I mean, I can't stand pragmatism, but, you know, that's fine. Um, we can do one, though. Maybe we'll do a fun one later on in the future. But I've got some stuff cooking up that I kind of want to go through with before we start doing things like that. Uh, Sean says my sister had her license suspended for two years and the state never told her it was suspended until she got it renewed. Didn't mean she was any more or less dangerous. hundred percent, hundred percent. The only difference was, is that the state attempted to, uh, take away her right to travel probably for some nonsensical reason, probably for like a D maybe, maybe I won't say probably maybe for like a DUI or not paying some kind of fee or something like that. And then they suspend your license. And uh, none of those are appropriate answers to suspend your right to travel freely. So, and yes, suspension of travel is a violation of your right to liberty. So that's why not being able to freely travel in, in and out of the country is, is in fact an app violation. Uh, because they have to forcefully keep you in the country or forcefully 
remove your ability or use the threat of force in the case of suspending your your license to remove your ability to travel so my uncle got his suspended and uh when he tried driving his engine blew up and killed three kids don't drive on a suspended license oh i thought you man <laughs> that's what happens drive on a suspended license that's crazy volunteerism is a universal value all people can benefit nation faith aside yeah everybody can cool i think i think we had a good conversation today um i hopefully once this gets out to the podcast i've been asked a couple times what is the nap and i've given pretty much the same response well now you have a second entire series of episodes because the first series of episodes i ever did besides the introductory episode was with a man named dan and we basically talked about the nap for an hour and a half and I've changed, if you can't tell, my position has changed quite a bit since then, which is why I wanted to do this. Um, so next episode will be episode 20. We'll be in the 20s, which is just crazy to think about. Um, and then in six episodes, we'll be a quarter of the way to 100. So, um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and do my outro. If you guys enjoyed this show, please subscribe and hit the bell. That is the easiest way to stay up to date with future content. We stream every Wednesday and Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Wednesday one might be changing in the future. Just keep that out there. There's actually an almost certainty in the next few weeks. Wednesday streams will either be going away or they'll be shifted into like extra late streams. So, yeah, or they'll just be pre-recorded, which I might do those. Um, and we'll, like, premiere them at 9 p.m. here on, on the channel. But, yeah, whatever. So, that's a thing. Um, where was I? Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, you can find us on a, pretty much every podcast distributor. Uh, if you want to catch up on the backlog, they're all either on YouTube, if you prefer that, or if you want to listen to them while you work, drive, mow the lawn, whatever. Every podcast platform out there, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all of it. It's all out there. Um, there's also the Facebook page and the community group. If you guys want to stay a little bit more engaged in like the direct happenings of the show, you can go to the community group and I'll post polls, uh, get some f uh, feedback from the community there. And so that's a really good way of, of directly being able to have like a an impact on what happens with the show. And uh Finally, just to show myself, uh, we have a Patreon. A dollar helps. Um, it's you know helps helps pay the bills for the show. Honestly, it helps pay for the programs that I use. It helps pay for uh, new equipment. Like I bought this green screen with some of the money. Um, it, it makes everything a little bit better. So, uh, like I said, even a dollar helps, um, but you don't feel obligated to by any means. So, but yeah, I think that's all I've got. It was a fun, it was fun. I, I enjoyed doing this. Like I said, I've been putting it off for like uh, a long time. So it was good to finally go out there and, and do an, the nap show. So no idea what the next show is going to be about. I may post something on Facebook talking about getting an idea of what you guys want to listen to. Or I'll get a burst of inspiration uh, tomorrow probably and then go off and, and start writing up stuff for the show and doing research. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. If, unless you guys have anything for me. I know it's a super short delay, so I'll give you like 10 seconds to type something up. Thank you for the content. Troy, thanks for coming, man. I'm glad glad you were here. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I think that's it. All right. <laughs> you guys have a nice night. Take it easy.